Did you know using your browser in incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? Take back your privacy with IPVanish VPN. Just one tap and all your data, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be instantly protected. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online. Use IPVanish on all your devices, anytime you go online at home and especially on public Wi-Fi. Get IPVanish now for 70% off a yearly plan with this exclusive offer at IPVanish.com audio. Welcome in to the Eric St. Joe podcast. A daily show where I discuss news, nonsense, and pers- my personal adventures. Oh boy, that's not good. You just start the show, and then the uh, the one dog that you don't want to be running around like a madman or a mad woman. Hang on, that annoys the shit out of me. I'll explain. I'll explain. Stand by. Yeah, she uh, wants to go hang out with mom. God, folks. Uh. We are not that far out from introducing the world to the latest show. Who are these Ottawa County fascists? I give full credit for the idea to Allison from Harbor Humane. Uh, The brilliance was uh, brought up after that last commission meeting when the little seven-year-old twerp wandered in and uh, spewed out her brainwashed nonsense while her uh, uh, nutty grandma looked on approving. And then uh, 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 Mom of Liberty was like, yeah, well, yeah, I love her. That's a great idea, Ryan says. Trump could be a co-host. Holy shit, I didn't even think about that. A lot of the ideas that come about on the show come from, uh, you know, uh, just friends, audience members. I don't. I don't think of this shit. Are you kidding me? I wouldn't. I could never do that. She said, "Why don't you do it like who are these uh, Zanes or who are these free beers or who are these podcasts and go with the 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 nuttiest of the nutty and then play them and then you rip them a new asshole." I go, well, now that I can do. Uh. Stu McAllister is the co-host. Actually, a paying gig for Stu. I said, Stu, this is going to draw plenty of people that will be new to the show on Patreon. So uh, this is one that you actually have to get paid for. And he's like, he jumped through a table. And then he got a blood clot and had to go to the hospital. Uh, this will be a video show. So, I mean, there's, you, you can definitely listen to it, but it's, uh, it'll be worth your time to, uh, uh, watch it. Definitely watch it because a lot of the jokes will be centered around the physical appearances of the Ottawa County fascists. I feel good that I started talking about the Ottawa County fascists right when they were brought into office after the six Ottawa impact people uh, won their commission race, which is not going to happen again. Uh, The one chick, Lucy Ebel in district two, she's uh, on the verge of being recalled. Well, I shouldn't say that. I, I, I can't say for sure. I don't know. Uh, there is a, but there was that recall petition made 
And uh, there's a, a Facebook group called Committee to Recall Lucy Evil. Um, I think that that dude, Larry Jackson, who filed the petition to recall, this is his. I reached out to him and he says, no, I'm not doing any radio or uh, podcasting right now. And he says, I'm just, I'm just focusing on the recall. Now, look at this. This is a stack of clipboards. Look at the volume of clipboards here. So the people that are volunteers that will be banging on doors will be carrying these clipboards. This, the, uh, on, on it is a map of the districts. And uh, so then they, they bang on the door. Will you sign the petition? Now, I, I will say that the people that will be banging on the doors trying to get signatures to get this twisted bitch uh, out of office with them banging on the door, they will encounter actual in the wild Ottawa County fascists. So now the reason why that's a little bit uh, dicey is the Ottawa County fascists are the stupidest people on the planet. And they might punch the person who's collecting the, the petition signatures off of their porch. Remember that one uh, story about that lady in, uh, I don't know, some fucking redneck burg around here where she's uh, uh, collecting signatures about abortion rights or some shit and, and some guy just shot her in the head? That happened here, right here. It says gearing up for petition circulator training. Happening Wednesday and Saturday this week. Want to circulate but haven't signed up? Send us a PM and include your email or phone number. Can't circulate but want to help? Please consider a donation. So by me talking about this and showing you this, perhaps that's something that uh, they're getting a lot of financial help from people that don't even live there. And that's, that's fantastic. Uh, Tyler says, can you imagine the awkward if someone unknowingly knocks on Joe Moss's door? Stevie says, where can I sign? I think that's Stevie. Stevie soaked in bleach or PSN bleach. I always forget. I think it's Stevie. You can't sign. You don't live in district two. Uh, what you have to do is, uh, they have to get 25% of the people who uh, voted in the gubernatorial election. Well, so you, you look at the total number of people who voted in the gubernatorial election in the state of Michigan. I, th I think I'm getting this right. So they are in, in district two of those people, they have to get 25% of that number to sign the petition. And I think that's like 3000 signatures. They'll get that in a day. Um, this is like step five of a 21 step process. It's not easy to recall someone. It's not just get signatures and then she's out. But anyway, I, uh, I digress. I, I brought this all up because it's going to be hilarious. Uh, who are these Ottawa County fascists? That show is going to be just pure laughs because the disgusting nature of these fascists and the shit that they say, uh, Stu and I are going to murder these people. And perhaps even a guest appearance from Trump. I'm curious where Trump will land on, on this, on all of this. Because, 
You know, Trump loves these people. He'll probably side with them and say that uh, he's pissed off at Big Fraud Zane. Uh, That would be me talking about myself in third person and then hanging up on me or something. I don't know. So anyway, uh, I'm stoked about that. In order to get that show, it's on Patreon, patreon.com slash Eric Zane. And um, I don't even know when it's going to happen because the uh, county commission meeting, I I don't know when it is, if it's this coming Tuesday or the, I doubt it's next Tuesday, probably the Tuesday after, I don't know. But they, they last for like 10 hours because of all of the public comment. It's incredible the lengths that these people uh, will go to. If you ever want to say hello to your old pal EZ, send me an email in the shortliners striping inbox, eric at ericzanecho.com. I love the correspondence. Uh, I understand uh, listener Bobby. Uh, lady, B-O-B-B-I-E, will be in Grand Rapids. Supporter of the show for plenty of... Uh, Plenty of years says, Hey, I'm coming to Grand Rapids tomorrow to spend the weekend for a basketball tournament for my son. Are there any must do's there? Food, fun. I'm sure we'll have some time between games. Well, absolutely. It depends on where it, where the actual tournament is. You know, I don't want you, uh, going off of the beaten path too far, but yeah. So if you want to reach out to me, correspondence, I love hearing from people. Uh, Eric at EricZaneShow.com. Not enough of that. Uh, that's the lost art of sending an email. Uh, the lost art of sending a fax happened to your old pal Eric Zane yesterday. And uh, this is this is such a, a mistake on my part. Um, so, full disclosure, on this show, I talk about tag accounting and how the GINs can do your taxes every tax season he markets himself on the show so he did my taxes he did the nfk's taxes and uh he did not do madison's taxes he did madison's taxes in the year before and everything is fine this year you know what asshole said i'm gonna do this one on my own i did and that is against, that's counterintuitive to everything that I've ever told you. And I said it when I was doing the ads, you're going to fuck it up. You're going to do it wrong. And you're going to hate yourself. Uh, all of that happened. But to me, I did a return. A couple of months later, we get a letter. It says, um, they think that Madison, um, got health insurance from Obamacare. And the reason why they think that now she did, but she's on my policy. Okay. I'm the one who has the policy. She's under my policy. She didn't seek out her own policy, but the IRS thinks she did because I did her taxes because I'm the idiot. So because of that, they look at the amount of refund and they go, yeah, you're not entitled to this refund uh, because you didn't check this box and you didn't do this. And uh, I don't know, just a bunch of fucking weirdo shit. So they send this long letter. I have to call the actual IRS 
I try to speak to them about my daughter. They go, are you, so this isn't, this isn't for your social security number. It's for hers. I go, correct. And they go, well, we can't talk to you. Now I'd been waiting on hold for like 30 minutes. Motherfucker. I had to hang up because uh, I could have brought Madison into the conversation, but she was working. So I call her and I go, look, tomorrow I'm going to call the IRS. When are you going to be by your phone? Not at work. Okay. I get that info. I call, I wait another half hour on, on hold. Get, I go, okay. And I talk to the IRS agent. I go, look, uh, I got to bring my daughter in. Don't move. It's going to go silent for a second. Call my daughter. She picks it up. Okay. Now it's a three-way call. They, we start conversing and I explain to them what's happened and they go, okay. Uh, I go, does this happen to a lot of people? She goes, no. Now what she wanted to say there was only the idiots. Now, of course I charmed the shit out of the IRS agent. Um, she might've even, it was quite awkward because I think she might've had an orgasm and my daughter was right there. So that was weird. Uh, but she was in love with me and she told me what I needed to do. So I obtained the proof um, that I needed online and a document showing that I, it's my insurance, Madison's under me, I have to take that. And then I typed out a letter to whom it may concern all this shit. And then printed it. This is what they want you to do. You have to print all, print the letter out that I write, print the proof that I had obtained take the original document the IRS sent me. And then um, it, it said I had to do something that I haven't done in forever. And that is fax it to them. I'm like, what the fuck? What's wrong with scan and send? No, it must be a fax. This is how they get you. Because once it says that people are like, well, I'm not doing that. I'd rather just, Fucking pay a fine or some shit. I don't know. It says, this is what, okay, you have to have a cover sheet and you have to write all this information out on it. And it's a ton of information you write on the cover sheet. And then I, I'm at the radio station yesterday. And there's this uh, really nice lady named Emma. She works in the newsroom. I go, hey, is there a fax machine over here? At this radio station? She goes, ah. And I go, oh, fuck. That pause. She goes, I think that over there does it. And I look. And it's in the corner. It's like a relic. There's like shit on it, you know? There's there's stuff everywhere. Like You can barely see the machinery. I'm like, there's no way. And uh, it, it's completely off. And so it still has a touch screen on it. So I touch it and it, it lights up. It illuminates. I'm like, what the fuck? Are you serious? And um, so I put all my papers in and I go, well, all right. Uh, what do I hit? And there's three people. Me, James the Game. Boom, boom, boom. Emma uh, standing around it. And she goes, uh, I don't know. I go, Do is this like uh, the old... Uh, hit the nine to to get out. And James the game says, yeah, I, I think so. Like, I don't know. So I hit the button that is actually, it shows like a phone. There's like a phone icon on it. So I, I hit that. And then I hit nine. 
one, and then the number. And then I hit send. And it eats up all the papers, spits them back out, and then it stops. And I go, well, how do I know it? it I go, does it spit out a, hey, this was a success note? Remember they used to do that? And no one has any idea. I go, okay, I'm going to walk away. I'm going to come back in 15 minutes. As I'm walking up to it, Emma says, something came out of that machine. That has that hasn't that machine hasn't had anything happen to it since I've ever since I've been here. I go, holy shit! Well, I'm excited. So I I get the sheet and I'm wait. I, I go, it's gonna say error or you suck. Uh, didn't work. Fuck you. It worked. It said transmission complete success or something like that. I'm like, oh my god. And all the while, I'm thinking about the times that I was on this fucking show saying, you know, what, what the hell are you doing doing your own taxes, you dumb shit? You're going to fuck it all up. And I, I, I actually did not listen to my own advice. Can you believe that? I am never, ever going to do that again. Never. This was the equivalent of me removing the motor on my car taking it all apart and trying to rebuild it. Oh, in fact, when I found out that the shit hit the fan, I called uh, the tax hobbit and I go, buddy, this is what I did. And there was a pause and he's just disgusted. I go, can you help me unring this bell? And he's like, well, I, I don't know. I mean, why don't you just read it? Figure it out on your own. That's what he's thinking. But he said, yeah, yeah, I'll help you. And then I actually did unpack it myself and figured out what I needed to do to do this. And it started with a simple phone call. I couldn't even manage a phone call to these people. I felt so overwhelmed. Holy shit. So that was part of my day yesterday. My God. While I was at the radio station, uh, the guy who runs... I heart Grand Rapids. One of them is a fellow by the name of David Taft. Funny story about him. When I started working there, I think I might've told this before I walked into the radio station. He goes, so how have you been? I go fine. Uh, and like, I'm, it's just like an interview to get a $12 an hour job. This is years ago. And he goes, do you uh, remember me? And I go, Gosh, I, you know, I, I don't. Yeah. We were neighbors. I'm like, oh boy, this is another one of those Eric future dementia moments. I go, okay, neighbors. Yeah, neighbory. I remember the neighbor. He goes, no, you don't. I go, no, I don't. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. We used to work out together at the apartment that we lived in in Mount Pleasant. I go, yeah, pumping iron. Yeah, crushing it. Lifting weights. You don't, you don't have any idea. No, I don't, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. This was the apartment complex where I killed the hamster. He was my neighbor. This guy was like 30 years ago. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. I see Dave yesterday and, uh, he announces he's having a conversation with huge. I'm trying not to listen cause it's annoying. And, uh, Dave mentions he's going to, 
a uh, festival concert this weekend called Faster Horses. And uh, now on that bill is my current favorite artist and quickly becoming one of my favorites of all time. This is all country uh, stars. Well, on one of the smaller stages is Ray Wiley Hubbard. He's an old man and uh, he's been around quite a bit and uh, plays with a lot of famous people, but he himself is uh, not the biggest star, but I just love him. And uh, I know he's going to be there, but there's no fucking way I'm going to go to that mess. So I approach Dave and I go, Hey, so I want to know if you're going to see one of the acts that are there. He's like my favorite. And I'm hoping you know who it is. If you know who this is, it will restore my faith in humanity. And I said, the Ray of Ray Wiley Hubbard. He has three names. Ray. And he goes, Wiley Hubbard. I go, "Uh Oh, you, you like Ray Wiley. I love Ray Wiley. I'm going out of my way to see him on the, uh, on the whatever stage. I go, that is fucking cool. I go that I, you've made me very happy because every one of those artists at that thing are, uh, an absolute pile of shit. Uh, let's see. Faster horses festival. This happens, um, in a community known as Brooklyn, Michigan. That's where um, the NASCAR races are in Michigan. Now, I, I don't. I'm not a fan of uh, newer country music, and, uh, and and in fact, I'm not a fan of much at all. The only thing I'm a fan of are artists that I wouldn't even define as country music. I would define them as their own genre. Johnny Cash was uh, was like that. He's not really country. He's not really rock. He's Johnny Cash. Um, Chris Stapleton. Jamie Johnson. Uh, guys like that. Even uh, going back to like uh, Waylon Jennings. Merle Haggard. Uh, fucking all the old school shit. And this guy, Ray Wiley Hubbard. Dave says to me, do you want to go to Faster Horses? I'll give you a wristband. And um, I'm like, he goes, I'll give you as many as you want. You can take whoever you want to faster horses. Huge festival event. There is nothing I dislike more than festival events. In fact, just going to concerts. I hate concerts. Now, if John Lennon came back from the dead and uh, went over to Ray Wiley Hubbard's house and says, I want to perform with you. And they were on stage with Jim Morrison, Janis Joplin, uh, and anybody else you can think of who's awesome. That's dead. And baby Jesus is the drummer. If they're on stage and it's a festival show, the only way that I would consider going is one of two ways. Either a helicopter picks me up, lands in my cul-de-sac, picks me up, and flies me there, and uh, drops me off, 
And then I'm ferried over by uh, security to right in front of the stage. And it's, uh, a, I have a chair and no one is in front of me. And there's like a railing all around me where no one can get in. And I have like 15 feet of space where no one can, can uh, get in my way. No one can bump into me and I can watch the show while seated. That is the only way I would consider this. Uh, I would also consider having a magic wand like Harry Potter and just, you know, fucking touching the port key and uh, uh, teleporting uh, right over to the front of the stage. And then that, that those are the only ways that I would do this. So it didn't even sound remotely tempting when Dave, my old neighbor that I don't remember said, I've got free passes for you, Eric Zane, to go see Ray Wiley Hubbard at Faster Horses. I didn't, no way. There's no fucking way I'm doing that. Fuck that. Chris in Buffalo says concerts suck. Especially when it's a band that's on their fifth uh, Weird Tits Up tour. As in Motley Crue. Uh... Radio Voice Linda, same here. I hate festivals. Ryan says, I can't do mainstream country, but did like Johnny Cash when he did Hurt. Uh, Ryan writes, Trent Reznor said that that song now belongs to Johnny Cash. Nick, the electrician, says, I left a day early from the last three-day festival, officially too old. Uh, Kenny, quoting my old neighbor Dave, who's now my boss, you don't remember me? I cleaned up your dead hamster mess you left under that tree. Fuck you. Joe Pellerita says, only Eric can make a fax. Uh, a fax tax interesting. Tax fax? Fax tax. Almost stumped by 40-year-old tech. Um, the lineup for faster horses is a huge pile of dog, sh- uh, dog shit. Dog. I okay. Suspect number one, Luke Bryan. Now, I'm not sure what is wrong with society today, but the human voice is not supposed to sound like this. Uh, hey, uh, hey, I'm Luke Bryan. He kind of sounds like he got stabbed in the throat or something. He reminds me kind of of Hank Hill. That's what Luke Bryan's voice sounds like. He's doing something to make it kind of almost sound uh, like there's something wrong with him physically. And I, and I hate it. And he actually sings like this. Yeah, yeah, I sing like this. I sound like a fucking asshole. And all my songs sound the same. I'm Luke Bryan and these are my songs. Fuck him. Zach Brown band. Um, pretty fun. I, I, I can't really complain about that. Shania Twain. She's still hot to me and she's old. So she's especially hot. I mean, here she is on the back of a horse showing plenty of leg and actual side titty. Now I think she's like uh, 84 years old now, but look at her. She looks awesome. I would like to see her. And I like that song, uh, Man, I Feel Like a Woman. 
That's the type of song that a woman embraces, uh, makes her embrace her sexuality. Like, uh, if you're at the bar and, uh, that comes on and all the ladies hit the dance floor. There's a man. I feel like a woman. Uh, uh, uh. Oh! The women are like, yeah, let's go out there. And then we're going to drink and then we're going to go get some dick. Let's go. Let's go grab our men and get some dick. That's like they're all empowered. And that's like the cue for a woman to act like, you know, a fucking animal, just a, a psychopath. They feel all sexy and they just, they're on the prowl. So like if I took the queen of the forest to the bar and uh, man, I feel like a woman came on, she'd be out there. And then, you know, uh, she, she'd grab me by the hair and say, come on, let's go screw after that song plays. Dustin Lynch, uh, no, he looks like a shithead. Dwight Yoakam, I could get behind Dwight Yoakam. Uh, I I would go see him. I don't know any of his songs, based on his appearance on Sling Blade alone. Fucking awesome. Billy Currington looks like some guy out in front of the Bob downtown. What? Who? Is, is his thing, okay, like look opposite of a country star? You know, he doesn't have like the two pocket shirt like Luke Bryan has. He's not on the back of a horse like Shania Twain. He doesn't have the stupid cowboy hat and looking off into the yonder. All right. Uh, this guy, Dylan Scott, this looks like the type of guy who gets back from being in the military and then starts a business called veteran roofing where he goes on TV and tells you to hire veterans. That's, that's, that's what this guy reminds me of. And then the next guy is this guy, Mike, who looks just like the other guy, but a little bit more extra chromosomey. One of these things is not like the other. One of these things doesn't belong. Blanco Brown is it. Warren Ziders, don't know. Cameron Marlowe, uh-uh. But, you know, they've got the requisite uh, cowboy hats, double pocket shirt. Chris Cagle. Yeah, look at this handsome devil. The ladies are going to be doing Cagles when they see this guy. Look at him. Shirts open, hair, looking like he's getting ready to beat the fuck out of you. Little man in black vibe going on there. Uh, Haley Witters, who's going with the uh, hee-haw look there. Connor Smith, bro, probably raps his country. Kylie Morgan, I'm hot. Uh, Tennille Towns. Same thing. DJ Silver. Oh, my God. This looks like the type of guy who would host a fucking infomercial who would be telling you uh, that you can lose weight just by taking a certain pill. Look at him. Holy shit. 
Now, this is Ray. Look at Ray Wiley Hubbard. He is a decrepit old monkey skeleton. He has no business being with these losers. Ray Wiley Hubbard normally plays in front of like a hundred people. God, it looks out of place. George Burge, same thing. Looks like he's on crack. Megan Maroney. Yep, sure. Plenty of skin. Hot chick. Mackenzie Carpenter. Both these chicks combined age of like 21. Horrible. Yeah, now it's all it's all chicks. Ashlyn, Madeline. They all look like influencers. This asshole looks like he should be in some fucking Will Ferrell comedy. John Morgan, Aaron uh, Mackenzie Porter. All right. Yeah, you see, this is all. All right, this is the chick who's like the tomboy. He's got the tomboy look going on right here, but she actually pl- probably plays kick-ass music. Ben Burgess, type of guy who puts barbecue sauce on a hamburger right there. And Vivian Archer, Faster Horses, starts today, 14, 15, and 16. Uh, where does uh, Ray Wiley show up in this? Let's see. Ray Wiley Hubbard is he even on here. Okay, 6, 10 p.m. on Saturday. Next from Nashville stage. I don't know, man. No way. Uh, Young Adam Schwab says, people die every year at that festival. I'm not sure what festival you're talking about. Well, that's what Ashley says. Didn't people die there last year? And then Adam says, yeah, people die there every year. And then Ryan says, just dirt people. All right. Adam says uh, Ray Wiley Hubbard has the name of someone who kills civil rights leaders. Oh, shit. (laughs) But uh, I politely turned it down. I I can't do that, Dave. I I, know that sounds horrible. Uh, Kenny says, I'll never forget seeing Charlie Daniels with his fiddle up on the stage yelling, the South's going to do it again. And I was like, man, these country fucks are dumb as hell. I would have thought you would have waved the fucking uh, uh, Southern battle flag. Charlie Daniels was great. I remember I interviewed that guy. He's a weirdo. He's the type of guy that would show up on who are these Ottawa County fascists. I like his music, though. Rest in peace. All right. Uh, the knee is recovering even more. This is going to be a process. You know, I, I still have pain. And by the end of each day, it's hurting. But then I go and I like work it. And then I wake up the next day and it's, it's getting better. But this is a process. Okay. Um, I don't know how it got such to become such an acute pain kind of out of nowhere. Or maybe it was just creeping up on me and I didn't know it. But I am now, uh, Monday I found out about knees over toes. 
It has quite literally changed my life. I cannot wait to get Rick on the show today to talk about that a little bit more. Um, but just a little bit of insight. Uh, after the huge show yesterday, it was it was kind of bothering me, a little bit of achy pain. And uh, uh, we would do a segment on the huge show, and then I would quite literally go into the staircase of the radio station and um, do exercises to um, give me some relief. It's, it's that... Uh, pronounced of a turnaround. So it was kind of like bothering me. And then I was walking backwards up the steps and um, it, it, it hurts, but it doesn't, it kind of fades over time. It's like, it almost loosens up. You know, I know I've been talking about this a lot, but it's, it's really remarkable to me. Um, so then it would stop hurting to some degree, but I could tell it was still kind of barking at me. So I went over to the YMCA afterwards and I saw team knuckle dragger there again. And, uh, Andy, he says, you know, what might help you as well is if you do that exercise called leg extension. So I'm on a, uh, like a machine and, uh, you sit on it and you put your uh, feet under this like uh, pad and then you, you move your legs up, you know, and there's, it's, there's the resistance is weight. You kind of like put the little pin in the stack and you're doing one of these deals, you know? And uh, he goes, I think that that would help that area of your leg as well. In, in addition to what you're doing, you should try that. I go, yeah, you know, I, I, I will. So I did what uh, I have been doing to make it feel better. And then I uh, went onto the treadmill the right way, not backwards. And uh, because the way they do it is you get on the treadmill backwards and then you walk backwards on the treadmill without turning it on and move the belt with just your strength. And that loosens up the leg. So then I've been getting on the treadmill and actually jogging. Tuesday this week, I did one quarter mile. Wednesday, I did 0.35 miles, so a tenth further. And yesterday, I did 0.45 miles. And it uh, it barks at me a little, but I couldn't walk when this first happened. Um, so I'm kind of really taking it easy and inching my way back into it to see if I have the ability to run again. Because remember the doctor said, well, you're done running. Here you go. Uh, uh, that's a diagnosis. You, you can no longer run anymore. And that's the end of it. And that, that kind of didn't, that kind of bothered me, you know? Um, so then I get on this leg extension machine. (laughs) First of all, I wanted to get on it, but there was a kid on it. He's probably like 16. Now I don't know about you, but if you're on a machine and you you do a set and then you're resting in between and someone is standing right next to you waiting patiently, you're supposed to say, hey, you want to work in? I was even considering saying that to the kid, but I was like, oh, fuck it. I'm just going to wait. Because he's got like, everybody's got the fucking headphones on. They can't hear you. It's all awkward. Hey, can I? What? Yeah, can I work in? I have to take the head. It's just fucking annoying i stood there for five minutes doing the kindly brontosaurus just kind of like looking not at him but near him looking around waiting and he thought i was like a rapist or something that i wanted to like lick his asshole or tickle his balls and uh but i wanted to uh, first i went there prior to that and there was someone else on it and i go back and there's this kid's on it we go well now i'm just gonna wait here until he's done and fuck, it took like five minutes. I'm just standing there picking my ass. 
He finally gets off the fucking machine. I get on it. Now, the lightest you can go is uh, like 25 pounds. So I put that amount on it. And now my left leg's fine. My right leg is where the problem is. And I start to extend. And it feels like the left is wants to go all the way to full extension. The right has a little something's making that whole thing not work. Like there's uh, something blocking the hinge of my knee. And so I kept trying to extend it. And then all of a sudden, rapid succession to intensely loud and painful cracks. God, and then it extended. Everything just kind of like worked. I thought I broke my leg. Two intense cracks. Like, I I was like, what the fuck just happened? I went, oh, and people like look at me and I'm like, (sighs) so then I brought the weight down and brought it back up. Smooth, nothing, nothing weird. And everything worked fine. I did my little 10 repetitions and I set the weight down. I'm like, what the fuck just happened to me? And I waited there, seeing if anybody wanted to work in. Nobody wanted to work in. I did it again. I did three sets like this and it was it was hard. Yeah, but I, I got done. I walk over to Andy from Team Knuckle Dragger and I go, dude. And I told him what just happened. Well, I told him what I told you. And he goes, that was scar tissue for me. He knows a thing or two about this. I go, what? He goes, yeah, that was your knee, uh, you know, because of what happened to it or whatever the fuck happened to it. It's it's forming like kind of like on a cut, you got a scab. It's That's what's happening in there, but it's all like tissue that wants to fuck you up and it's trying to heal and, and uh, you just busted it all up. I go, is that good? He goes, well, yeah, it promotes healing. And now you can move. I go, you're fuck yes, I can. But it was very painful. He goes, I know. This is like, there's a, uh, Diana used to have something called frozen shoulder. Which, believe it or not, redheads are more more susceptible to this than like you and I. You know, redheads are spawn of the devil. So, now I have a good one. But there's still some devil in her. There's no question. Um, she used to swim with me. And then one day her arm stopped, stopped working. And she couldn't put it up higher than like, you know, barely anything. Barely lift the shoulder. For sure. Like if she had to raise her hand, she wouldn't be able to do it. For some reason, the body just uh, 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 loads up the shoulder with scar tissue. They had to sedate her. Full sedation, intubated, I think. I don't know if it was intubated. It might have been intubated, but it was full um, knock her out and then do a manual manipulation where they just go and and then move it all around and bust up all the scar tissue. And then she goes home in a sling and then the next day she starts rehab where they rebuild everything all over again. That's what I think. Well, I think I had frozen knee or something. 
So I've got all this shit flopping around in there. And my God, this is going to be a process. Holy shit. <sighs> Ladies and gentlemen, in addition to um, what's coming soon on Patreon, Ottawa County fascists, who are these Justins? Former Free Bear and Hot Wing show cast member Justin, who everyone hated. I haven't really been exposed to him. He put, started putting out a podcast that I am going to start reviewing. And I'm thinking next week is when that hits. In fact, I'll just commit to it. Next week, I will be recording Who Are These Justins? And uh, Ben Glaze is going to be my partner for that. I haven't yet asked him, but he will hit, he'll fucking do it. Who Are These Justins? So now it's like this. The schedule works out like this. In a, in a month... Let's just say four weeks. Some are five, but this one, in a typical month, four weeks. You can expect um, who are these Zanes happening every week? On a given week, who are these free beers? The following week, who are these Justins? And then three of four weeks, the third one would be who are these Ottawa County fascists? That's a lot. Fucking great. That's all on Patreon. Patreon.com slash Eric Zane. Um, if you are enjoying the show on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube, I'm going to kick you out now. Go to twitch.tv slash Eric Zane live to get the rest of the show. Follow, subscribe. Twitch users, get it free and uh, uninterrupted. Now, it's important that you follow... You'll have to give yourself a username. It's important that you follow so you know when I go live. And it's important that you subscribe. Subscribing is free if you link your Amazon Prime. And then once you link it, hit the subscribe button. If you do not, you'll be like Corey in Maine, who's a cheap bastard. And at random times, he gets like nine minutes of commercials. Or don't do it. Just sit through the commercials. I don't care. Everything that I'm saying now becomes the audio podcast. Quite typically, I'll finish and then really, I don't edit shit. You know, there's no point to that. I might clean up the beginning and the end and take out the pause when I go pee. But I just post it. And it's available on all of the platforms. Find one and subscribe to it. And then you can enjoy the show whenever you want. Uh, with via the audio. One more thing about Twitch. When the show is live, some people prefer to get it live. That's the only way to get it live. Um, you can watch those videos on demand as well after they finish. And when you're driving around in your car, you can uh, put Twitch through your Bluetooth and then listen to the show like it's your favorite fucking morning show if you that's what you want to do. And you can like dim your screen and it won't shut down on you. Uh, it's It's quite versatile and then of course that patreon thing patreon.com slash eric zane where all those shows i was mentioning earlier uh, are part of that it's uh like two or three times the content on patreon than there is on the free platform and it is ad free it's listener supported and i give it to you for seven days free so that you can get used to it to see if you fully want to uh support me with your dollars, five or 10 bucks a month. 
I like to make sure you know exactly what you're getting into. I don't like you to go there and and then throw money at it and then, oh, fuck, I don't like this or I never listen to it. You know, I want to make sure, um, you know, that you are getting something out of it. So I make it free thanks to uh, Patreon for seven days. You sign up, patreon.com slash Eric Zane. You have to put a payment form in there because if it goes past seven days, it's going to charge you five or ten bucks. If you cancel it prior to the seven, then you don't get charged. And you still get the seven days. If you really like it, and like, I can get behind this, sign up for a year and pay the year in advance. And if you do that, I will take 10% off of the cost. So what was 120 on the month-to-month charges for a year is 108. Uh, that's for the audio, the video, and the live streams. What was fifty? What was sixty for the audio podcast? Five bucks a month every month is fifty-four with ten percent off. Um, when you pay by the year. All right. So that's enough commercials about me. Uh, now, a word about the actual people who uh, support me on this free podcast and make it free. The sponsors. Now, my show is not Joe Rogan. So I depend on you supporting the sponsors. Uh, We can, uh, if you go in numbers that support me to the sponsors, they're going to feel like it's Joe Rogan because of the overwhelming support from the audience. Most of my sponsors are local. Some like Van Dyke Mortgage can be used uh, anywhere in the U.S., um, but most of them are local to West Michigan. So if you're in the West Michigan area, go to these sponsors when my message meets your need. Like Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. We all have cars. When yours takes a shit, or if you have scheduled maintenance due, Take it to Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. Lady veteran family owned in West Michigan, conveniently located like right in the middle of it, of Grand Rapids, 616-532-6600 for Irvine's. Uh, Their website is irvines.com. I got an HVAC guy, and uh, he's not qualified to run the health department. No HVAC guy on the planet is qualified to run a county health department. There was a pay, there was a post by that dumb whore KMK where it was just earlier this week she posted a picture of her husband who looks like um, uh, it was a they call it a thirst trap it was a picture of her husband he he looks to be about 96 pounds of like rip muscle so very rip but little he looks like a sexy boy twink and the, the guy's like doing like muscle photos and shit like Mr. 10 stuff Except he's like 45 fucking years old. And she wrote, this is one of the reasons why my hubby 
is sketch is is uh is great to be the health director. He cares about his health. Just look at it how much he cares. I can't see it because she blocked my ass, but someone sent it to me. In fact, I want to show it right now. If one of you could send that via email uh in the next 63 minutes on that crazy bitch's page, your Facebook page, I would love that so that I can share it with you. Because it's hysterical. He's certified this, that, the other thing, and he's ripped. So he's great for a public health department. Uh, Joe Martinez would kick his ass. 616-516-8579 for A&E Heating and Cooling. Hey, what's up? It's your pal EZ with another amazing partner for the Eric Zane Show podcast, the Eufy Video Lock. Oh my gosh. Smart Lock 2K Cam and Doorbell 3-in-1 Triple Security. You got everything in one device, all right? Rather than install piecemeal, hoping that you got this app that it's going to work okay in that app, and oh my God. This is not just for security, but also for convenience. No more worrying about losing keys. And you can assign passwords to your family members and see them coming back home via the integrated camera. So, you know, like they all have their codes. They walk up to the door. They punch it in. The door unlocks. In they go. And, of course, it's a video camera. So it's all there. You can see who shows up at your door. This is fantastic. We live in a golden age for home security. And the Eufy Video Lock is the top of the heap, okay? You can go to eufyofficial.com slash video lock for more information. This thing is easy to install. The setup, all you need is a Phillips screwdriver. No drilling or anything like that. All the keyless entry components make it so fantastic. 0.3 second fingerprint recognition. Amazing. No battery anxiety. You've got the ultimate I don't know what it is, super lithium whatever that keeps this thing powered for a long, long time. No monthly fee on this, unlike other brands that do that. They just bend you over and charge you a monthly fee. I love the Eufy Video Lock. Get to eufyofficial.com slash video lock. E-U-F-Y official.com slash video lock. Did you know using your browser in incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? Take back your privacy with IPVanish VPN. Just one tap and all your data, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be instantly protected. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online. Use IPVanish on all your devices, anytime you go online at home and especially on public Wi-Fi. Get IPVanish now for 70% off a yearly plan with this exclusive offer at IPVanish.com slash audio. All right. Have any of you ever heard of vampire facials? I hadn't heard this. But somebody got a vampire facial at a New Mexico spa, and now they've got AIDS. What the fuck is a vampire facial? I think Kim Kardashian... Uh, was all about these way back, like 10 years ago. She posted an Instagram photo of herself after undergoing a vampire facial in 2013 at some spa. 
And since then, she said, no, no, no. Don't do that. Uh, this is, this is Kim back then. Look at, she's got all this blood on her face. That's fucked up. Now, um, I don't know if that's like Ute blood or, or, or someone else's blood. I don't have all the details here, but I'll, I'll, I'll get them in a, uh, in a second. But I, I guess someone did this and now they're like an AIDS patient. Uh, the patient's only self-reported HIV risk exposure was a vampire facial they received uh, way back in 2018 in Albuquerque. And then, she, you know, uh, time passes. Uh, HIV is weird because it can it just slowly kind of um, works its way into your system. And then all of a sudden you're getting sick all the time because uh, your immune system is compromised. And, uh, you know, it, it's crept up on you and it's kind of uh, uh, killing you slowly. The spa client tested positive earlier this year. So she hasn't done anything blood related since that. Uh, That spa closed in September of 2018 after state inspectors identified practices that could potentially spread bloodborne infections such as HIV, Hep B, and Hep C. At the time of the initial investigation, two other clients had tested positive for HIV. About this procedure... You go to a spa and then they, they draw your blood and then they like, I guess, spin it in a centrifuge and take the blood components and inject those back into the face using micro needles. The procedure has been reported to reduce pore size and help with fine lines to rejuvenate the skin. What a pain in the ass. What what kind of a psycho are you if you're so, you're so bothered by the fact that you've got a few wrinkles, you're willing to have a fucking ham and egger at a spa, pull your blood out, spin it, put it into a hypodermic needle system uh, like fucking uh, uh, that guy on Hellraiser, Great reference. And then just shoot all the shit into your fucking face. Ugh. The health department is using former clients who had any type of injection. Can you imagine if KMK's husband, uh, nude twink, had to deal with this in the health department? Uh, any type of injection-related service, including a vampire facial or Botox injections at the VIP spa to get tested for HIV, Hep B, and Hep C. More than, a form, more than 100 former clients were tested back in 1819 as part of the initial investigation, but health officials said former VIP clients should be retested even if they initially tested negative. My God. It is very important that we spread the word and remind people who received any type of injection-related services Provided at the VIP spot to come in for free confidential testing. What a fucking nightmare. I know that um, uh, Rick from TC Paintball is uh, 
very concerned about his uh, about his appearance. He Rick might be the type of guy who would get uh, a vampire facial. He's very concerned about wrinkles and and aging and stuff like that. Good morning, Eric Zane. Rick, hello. Hello. I was just talking with our, our friends about a uh, vampire facial. I got to admit, when you sent me that link this morning via email, and that was the title of it, I had a, I had the completely wrong idea as to what I was opening up. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. You, you thought it was going to be sexual in nature. I thought you shared your browser history with me. Yeah. I, you know, the, well, that term facial, I mean, us gross guys have kind of taken that term over. And then, and then, you know, if my kids go to a spa, they're like, yeah, dad, I'm going to get a facial. I, I'm like, oh, God damn it. Fuck. It's, all, it's always followed by a chuckle, whether, whether internal or not. Yeah. It, it makes me wince because, uh, and then if she sees me wince, she's like, wait a minute. And, and I, and I'm hopeful that she doesn't laugh herself. <laughs> that would be horrible. Now, um, you, you have a, uh, uh, your, the way your life lines up to mine. My kids are uh, all grown. Yours are not. They're still going to school and things like that. Yep. So th- I was uh, once in your boat where I was like, oh, God, I'm not I'm not looking forward to when they grow up. Are, are you is that how you feel? You're like, oh, God, all the all the headaches that come when a when a kid grows up. Uh, well, yeah, I think you go you go through headaches every step of the way. Right. It's like, uh, you know, when they're newborns, it's a, it's one kind of headache. And as they mature into toddlers and then little kids, that it's a completely different kind of headache. So you just, you, you don't know what you don't know. You know, my oldest is 11, so I have no idea what having a teenager's like, but I'm going to find out. It's wild because now when I see the 11-year-old, every time I see, it's like several months before, and it's it's remarkable the changes that are taking place. You yeah, know, he's uh, height. I'm not very tall, but he's almost as tall as me now. It's it's uh yeah. it's kind of annoying. Yeah, it's 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 really strange. And then and then your youngest is what seven, six? Yeah, yep, seven, almost eight. Oh, dude, you are gonna cry like a baby when when she gets married one day. Holy shit, you'll be like 85 years old. I I'll be I'll be up there for sure. I mean, I'm not. I'm you know. Uh, eagerly anticipating the day she gets to walk down the aisle. That's going to be awesome. But what I don't want is her teenage years because she's far more outgoing than my son and uh, makes friends with everybody. So I'm going to have to watch her closely. Oh, yeah. Don't even let her out of the house. Just homeschool her. Uh-huh. Keep her away from... Yes, I, I completely support that. Holy shit. You know, oh, when God. those uh, teenagers start sniffing around... You know, I remember what it was like to be that age. And I had just a couple small things on my mind. And, uh, yeah, it's, uh, I, it, it, I think you, I'm going to be able to look at them differently because I know exactly what's going through their mind. Um, so you're, are you going to be a, a, a kind of like um, some people, some dads, when the daughter like has a, a boy that she's interested in or he starts calling or, or walking over to the, to the house and stuff, some dads are like mean um, is that, is that what you would do? You know, kind of like be standoffish, maybe look at them with a, with a raised eyebrow. Well, I go into that situation having a disdain for today's youth for sure. And I just, I mean, I'm involved with a lot of youth, but I mean, as they grow up, just the difference in, I guess, number one, work ethic is probably the biggest one in, in respect. Um, 
you know, going into it already kind of being annoyed about the whole generation and how they are, I guess I'm going to be annoyed, but also give him an opportunity to hang himself. And, uh, you know, if he can, if, if he or they are able to treat, you know, adults with respect and, you know, look you in the eye and shake your hand and do those things that I think are important, um, you know, I think I'll treat them a certain way. But if they don't do those things, I'll probably, you know, treat them a different way. You know, that's great that you would say that. Um, I was in a scenario way back when, um, are you familiar with the pro wrestler called The Big Show? Oh, yeah, for sure. There was a horribly awkward scenario, and uh, I may have played it at some point on Lost Zane recording or on the uh, and one of the other things that I post on uh, on Patreon. But eventually, if it if I haven't, it'll show up over time. He was sitting in the studio with us, and his daughter was uh, young, and um, he put his foot down and said that um, no boy will ever bang on his door. She will not talk to boys. She will not. I mean, he was really hardcore about it. You know, like almost ridiculous in fact it was ridiculous and i of course said i go are you kidding me you you, i mean there's there there's no way you'll ever and he got so fucking pissed at me he actually said hey watch your mouth i mean he was gonna kill me because i was calling him out for being an idiot about his kid well yeah but look at who he is he's he's trying to live a life too you can't cross him and you know and and, and talk back to him you know especially when he's in the persona he wasn't though he wasn't in the persona he was like i'm gonna kill you we were having a normal conversation and he took it there holy shit was i was really yeah i thought he was gonna beat my ass well it sounds like you did your job of making things awkward (laughs) oh my god well, Rick, uh, I'm glad you're here because, uh, you know, I mean, I always looked at you with uh, with a special spot in my heart. Uh, uh, especially when you get that check every month. Well, especially when I get the check every month. But in addition, I mean, you've been there since the very beginning. You've been there since before, uh, since 2016. Okay. The longest, wow. uh, you mean, back when I got fired uh, from Free Run Outwings, you've, you, you've been there. But I think you put it to a next level when you showed, uh, when you tipped me off about the whole knees over toes thing. Holy cow, I could kiss you, Rick. It is profound. I know I keep saying that, but man, it, it was so, it was the same effect on me. I'm not a runner, but I mean, uh, you know, as far as distance running and stuff. So I like to shy away from that as my joints get older. And it didn't really bother me not being able to do that, but not being able to play paintball or run around the yard with my kids. That was, that was the big thing for me. And now that I'm able to do that again, and it just keeps getting stronger. It's like, man, you at one point in your life, you think your history is written. And then, you know, all of a sudden it's not, and it's a, it's a cool feeling. It's um, have you listened to this podcast yet on Rogan? I have not. I haven't had a minute. You should, because it is pretty interesting. And one of the interesting things about him is he's he's so into this program um, that he wants to prove to everybody how well it works. So he stays away from, like, any supplements, any aspirin, any, like, recovery-type things. He's like, no, I want to do it natural. I want, you know, I want my body just to recover on its own, and I want to prove to you that, you know, you can – you can make, you know, uh, either great repairs to your body or great strides in your athleticism just by focusing on a, 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 some outside-of-the-box uh, techniques, which is pretty awesome. Wow. And um, there are a few detractors out there. and But the, to me, I, I'm just looking at me. I, that very first day, that was Monday of this week when I walked up the steps a few times backwards, that... I didn't, I was like, quickly that pain left me. 
I was like, what just happened to me? I mean, it was one minute I was in pain. The next minute I was not. And well, I think it needed to be that way or you would have given up. You don't have much of, a, of an attention span. Oh, yeah. And so uh, now I'm, I'm – I, the, then it was um, over to the gym, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, walking backwards on the treadmill. So are you doing – are you trying to do something every day? I have, yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, and wait till you get a couple weeks into it. You know, I, I felt like like immediately looser and my inflammation started going on down right away. But then when you get a few weeks into it and you start realizing the strength is coming um, and even the more flexibility, you, you know, you start to realize, you know, how bad it was for so long. You know, sometimes your mind just kind of, your mind kind of blocks out the pain and you just kind of avoid it. But once you realize that you had pain in an area and you didn't really, you know, uh, acknowledge it on the surface level and that goes away, it's like you feel like a new person. There was a moment yesterday when I woke up when um, like half an hour passed and I realized I had not felt any pain. And then, you know, as the day goes on and you move around, it's going to start to uh, ache a little bit. I mean, it's only three or four days, but I was like, wow, I haven't, I, 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 I forgot about it because I didn't, I wasn't reminded by, by anything, you know? When you're going to the gym, are you using that weight sled or are you dragging it? Uh, I don't have the weight sled. So I just do that. I do. Um, what I do is I do 10 minutes walking backward, which is hard moving that belt it really is. And, uh, then I'll, um, I do the tibial raises against the wall, 25 of those, which are very difficult, but your, your legs start to really ache in that muscle group on the front of the uh, lower leg bone. And then I'll do, uh, I'll, there's this like uh, wedge I put under my feet, you know, and my heels are up about two, three inches. And then I'll squat with like 10 pounds in each hand. And my knees go way over my toes. And that really, really gets it. Wow. I'm not kidding you. That it sounds like that would break up that scar tissue a little bit too. Yeah. And that's uh, what happened uh, also when I got on that leg extension machine. It, it really busted it up. It made an audible noise. And then next thing I knew, I was on the treadmill running slowly. Uh, so when you're walking backwards on the treadmill, is it off? Are you pushing against the resistance of the motor? Yes. Oh, wow. Okay. I haven't done that. I'm a little bit worried about screwing my, my uh, wife's treadmill up. Yeah. I don't know. I, well, the beauty is it's, it's not my treadmill, so I don't, I don't care. It's, it's the YMCA's. So yeah, it's like, it's like Kramer putting the concrete in the dryer. Right, right. Exactly. And they have like a hundred of them. So I, I, I'm going in order. Like I, I don't use the same one every day. So I'll just slowly ruin all of them over time. That's awesome. <laughs> so yeah, I'm guessing that the treadmill will mimic. If you, you should do it just once to see if it mimics pulling the sled. Cause oh, I'm, guess, real similar. I'm yeah, guessing it, it does. It's a bitch, man. I hate it. It's it's a lot of work to move that fucking belt for 10 minutes. I'm tired at the end well, of yeah, it. Well, when, yeah, when, uh, when I was first told about it and they told me walking backwards for 10 minutes, I'm like, well, shit, that's easy. And I started doing it and you get a couple minutes into it and you're like, oh, wow, 10 minutes. That's, that's longer than I thought it was. <laughs> yeah, and, I, and if you do it without weight, just walk backwards. Like I had an audience member named Dave, um, I believe it was on the uh, Ben and Eric show a couple days ago who um, he said he was in, he was when walking with his wife, he heard me talking about it. He walked half of the walk normal and then he flipped around and just walked backwards, like in the neighborhood. Everybody thought he was crazy, but yep. he got done with the fucking thing. And he said, I, he immediately the pain left. So now, I mean, that's how this thing spreads. 
you know? Yeah, but organically, right? Yeah, it's just hearing people talk about it, and then they try it, and then they don't hurt as much. Holy shit. It's wild. It's wild. I mean, and it frustrates me that uh, uh, such a simple solution is so hard to find. And it's frustrating that my physician says to me, uh, well, yeah, I guess your leg's broke. You can't uh, do that anymore. And then, I mean, if I had not discovered this, I mean, all more scar tissue would have built up. That would have been, had a more debilitating effect, ruining my range of motion even more. And it would have been that much more difficult to recover. This is like a body health hack, right? Right. And it makes you wonder how many other of them are out there that we're not realizing right now. Like, you know, there's so, there's so many pills being popped every day for, for aches and pains. Like, how many other simple things could you do to eliminate a lot of that stuff out of your life? Oh, my God. Man, I am uh, bowing down at the altar of Rick from TC Paintball. If the next time I have a medical issue, I'm going to call Rick before I call my doctor. Well, I mean, I've been telling you for a while you should listen to me more. <laughs> I know. You sure have. Uh, okay, what's going on this weekend with you? Are you uh, peddling your wares somewhere? Are you staying close to town? Are you doing anything paintball-related? you do anything with a family? What's going on? A little bit of all that. I'm going to go. I think I'm going to go spend a little time down at Sandy Pines uh, overnight, maybe tonight, maybe tomorrow night. And I'll be playing paintball on Sunday. Um, it's, uh, it's the middle of summer, so, you know, I think the older you get, I think this is one of the first summers that I kind of realized, you know, was really conscious of how many weeks are left in the summer at all times, you know, and uh, so you can kind of, so it doesn't sneak up on you the end of summer. So you kind of, you know, get those things in. A lot of times you go into summer going, yeah, I'm going to do all this stuff. And you get I know it. All, you know, it's all of a sudden it's August. And you're like, shit, I didn't, I didn't do half of that stuff. So I'm trying to spend as much time as I can with my family and, you know, do all those, um, you know, cool summer type activities in between the events I got to okay. do. So, so, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, one weekend after the next. Well, Saturday is races at Berlin. If you want to go, you can sit with me. Oh, right on. Bring the family. Um, I haven't been there in a few years. My dad used to race there, but I haven't, I haven't uh, been there in a few years. So Wait a I, uh, I get out there. Your dad used to drive. Yeah, my dad used to drive. There used to be something called a, uh, um, uh, well, I think they still are out there. I'm just disconnected from it. But it's called a mini champ. So it's like an Indy car, but it's, it's, it's miniature, and it has a, a, a snowmobile engine in it. And it started in the early 70s, <laughs> and I born in 73 so i think he was racing when i was born and he got out of it in the late 70s maybe early 80s um but they would they would go around uh, uh all the spaces all the states that touch touch the uh, lake michigan they would go to uh, that's um, cool Wisconsin, uh, illinois indiana michigan and even into canada on the other side um so we did that a lot when i was a kid so we spent some time at berlin and then all the like the, the uh, other local you know ish uh, racetracks yeah that is exactly. awesome nephew still drives my my nephew drives a sprint car so he drives on dirt a lot god rest rick's dad's soul he's still alive what are you talking about oh i thought he was dead no he's old but he ain't dead oh, he's fuck. that's terrible can, I he thought... still whips my ass on the golf course too i didn't know he was still alive fuck i just buried your dad he's not even dead what an <laughs> asshole don't worry i won't tell him oh jesus christ i'm embarrassed that's terrible okay <laughs> That's like asking a woman if she's pregnant. I know it pretty much. <laughs> hey, uh, I wanted to ask you: Are you texting and driving? Right since since the law. No, since we talked. Well, now the law, but since we talked, I don't know a month ago, and you're like, oh, I'm gonna, I do that too much. I'm gonna try to slow down on doing that. Yeah, that? I, I think I forgot. I think, huh? I, I think I have to reinvigorate myself into that. I think I need today. Like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to try it today. I got to recommit because I think I just 
was talking and out of my asshole that day because I haven't stopped since then, but I really should. I, I know that. I, I, I absolutely agree with it. I can't wait to see some people, some idiots pulled over because of it. I can't wait. So are they just looking for someone who has their head down or someone? Well, I don't I have road rage, right? So I'm, I am paying attention to what people's heads are doing when they're in traffic around me. And they kind of got that, you know, they're, they're kind of looking inside of the car and down just a little bit. And they think they're slick because they got the phone down below the, the dash there. But just the way they're turning and tilting their head a little bit, you know they're on their phone. You know they are. Yes, and that's what, what I feel when I'm doing it. I feel like the the angle of my head is um, is suspect. And so I, 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 what you're looking for is what I feel like I'm doing. So um, I'm curious if that's how they go ahead and uh and and do that you yeah, know? I don't know it's like you know what did, what did they have like whatever probable cause to pull him over like, yeah i don't know how you determine that uh, Corey has a good question he says unless the cop actually sees your phone how can they prove it can't you just say well i was uh just scratching my knee or whatever you know you could say yeah, anything yeah, but, but think about the situation you know and we've all done it don't get me wrong i have texted around behind the wheel i just hate it and i try not to um, but you know, you, you don't always, you get like focused on your device a little bit and it's not always below the dash. Sometimes it comes up closer to your steering wheel and stuff. So, I mean, if you were to fight it, you really have a leg to stand on when you're like, Oh no, I'm sure I kept my phone down below the dash. <laughs> right. Right. Um, I think they're actually looking for the phone cause Kenny asks if it's voice to text, then who cares? Well, the problem oh, yeah. is you have to, I mean, if you don't touch the phone, then yes. Okay. Like if you were to use one of the features where you just say, Hey, uh, S I R I, I don't want to say it cause everybody's phone will go crazy. Uh, but then yes. But if you actually touch the phone in Michigan and they can, and they know that you touched that phone or they can see it, then you're in trouble. Yeah. And you know, the reading and well, actually the typing, I think is the, is the, is the, uh, the, the biggest, because you're looking for number or you're looking for letters and you're trying to spell a word, trying to get your point out. But you know, to, ten, to Kenny's point, I don't give a shit if they're, if they're, uh, talk to text, that's the way you should be doing it. I mean, I think that's a hundred percent. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm talking on all the time, but I don't have it in my hands. You know what I mean? I'm trying to pay attention to what's going on around me. If I'm in the left lane, I'm, I'm, I'm getting over it. If, there's, if uh, someone wants to go faster than me, you know, I'm trying to pay attention to all the things that piss me off when yeah. I'm driving. I watched all of Goodfellas when I was driving to New Jersey, and then I watched all the Godfather movies at the same time, too. <laughs> all right. All right. Uh, you're the man, Rick. I appreciate you so much. Uh, anything that I need to know about a TC Paintball that you want to throw out there for people or just uh, call and book a time, right? Book a time. I, uh, I ain't got nothing new going on. Just busy, busy. Don't ask me about anything that I'm supposed to be getting done because it got pushed on the priority list. We'll talk about that later. What about axe throwing? Okay, there it is. God damn it. <laughs> it <laughs> it's sitting over there a third done, man. I'm so bummed out about it, but I just I have all this shit I need to get done and it's prioritized differently and it's like that's back burner right now. It's coming, but it ain't gonna be this month. Remember when you did the uh you went down the road of online paying? Oh, uh, here we go. Wow, we're gonna bring the whole list out. That was great. You, that was fantastic. I, you know, if I were to do it again, I would learn a lot more about computers and the intricacies of doing shit like that. <laughs> so fucking awesome. All right, Rick, thank you so much, buddy. Goodbye. See you. That's uh, Rick from TC Paintball. We love him. Oops. Corey says, how hard is it to set up axe throwing? 
Buy some axes, put up some wood, throw them at it. You're done. Add a little more to that. He wants it to look nice. The way you describe it, it sounds like it's, uh, you know, a five-minute job. Uh, he has a lot going on. That's what you do You you when you own a business like that one. You want to do as much of it on your own rather than pay somebody to do it. Because if you pay them to do it, it's cutting into your profit. You don't want, you don't want to give anybody money if you can do it yourself. You know, I run into that all the time. Easy. Why don't you have somebody edit your shit for you? No, fuck it. What the fuck am I going to do? If I don't edit it or whatever it is I have to do, uh, then someone else has to do it. And then I pay them. I mean, this is my job. This is how I get paid. Fuck that shit. Corey's getting a, uh, he's, he's dominating the chat. And, uh, he thinks it's, he thinks it's the, uh, Corey show. He thinks that like the chat is a conversation and I'm totally going to give him 10 minutes. He's such a twat. Yeah, eat 10 minutes. Fucking take a breath. Look at you did one, two, three, four, five, six in a row. And out of the, uh, out of 11 comments, you did eight of them. Kindly fuck off. Shut up. If Amanda, and you know what's funny about that? Amanda and Kenny are the only other ones commenting. Ryan says, poor kid. He to subscribe to you with Amazon Prime today. Very fitting. Well, it's about fucking time. No, he deserved that. He's trying to, he's trying to cause trouble. Kenny says, thanks for subscribing. Now enjoy your 10 minutes. Yeah, eat 10, Corey. Eat 10. I got to go pee. Tyler writes, I'm still laughing at Eric prematurely putting Rick's dad in the grave. Yeah, God rest your dad's soul. He's not dead. Ryan says the intermission proudly brought to you by the Ottawa County citizens to elect Big Fraud Zane. I bet Big Fraud Zane. Big Fraud Zane. Hey, Big Fraud. I'm trying to do an impression of uh, Trump. Uh, It could never sound as good. Well, I mean... If our Trump, which is the Trump, was doing an impression of Trump, it would sound like that Trump. I bet I bet BFC could nab a Trump endorsement that would freak out the bigots. There's so much that could happen with that. Holy shit. Uh, full disclosure, if I didn't ban Corey for 10 minutes... That would mean that Kenny would actually have a leg to stand on when he says, oh yeah, fucking ban me when I, when I do it, but anybody else, he, I would actually have to agree with him. Yeah. Uh, you are not allowed. It is against show rules. It might even say this when the show starts. Uh, don't hog the chat. Makes my life difficult and it makes my dick itch. 
No chat hogging allowed. Most people have it down. I would say everyone does. Corey is a habitual offender. Kenny says, hey, I've been behaving, haven't I? Well, even more annoying than you dominating the chat is when you don't listen. Did you even hear what I just fucking said? You know what gets you in trouble when you say, when you look for the affirmation, hey, I've been good. <laughs> uh, yeah, don't get cocky, fuckface. Cole wants me to give you 600. I, I do too. Thank you to Chris in Buffalo who has updated the Who Are These Zanes intro after uh, the most recent bit of audio. Uh, he caught wind of it on the live stream of Who Are These Zanes. The audio of Who Are These Zanes doesn't get dropped until Saturday. That's another reason to sign up for 10 bucks on Patreon. That is tier two. Because Who Are These Zanes, we did it live this time. And we did Who Are These Freebeers live uh, on, uh, on Wednesday. And the audio version of Who Are These Zanes doesn't make an appearance until Saturday. That's why... You know, you have an advantage when you sign up for tier two. There are benefits to that. But anyway, Corey likes to take snippets and um, add to my intro for who are these Zanes. So this is uh, this is his latest effort. Attention in the city of Warren. Joe and the Wolf on Z93. Tune man, rock and roll on you. Eric Zaytuni is with you. I'm going to be having... But you describe this uh, in, in, in what you've heard. Uh, just a few questions. What's the problem? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Shut up, bitch. Shut up, bitch. God. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you'll get the specifics about that when Who Are These Zanes on Patreon <laughs> happens uh, Saturday. Tomorrow when that uh, goes public. When I produce, when I post that on Patreon. Okay, now I want to get into this Hollywood strike and um, because there's a lot to it that most people aren't aware of that's really interesting. Most people just see, ah, oh, the writers are on strike and, uh, okay, well, and, uh, they, they've talked about what they wanted and I've heard, um, they aren't getting a piece of the streaming money, uh, show seasons aren't nearly as long. Like when friends finished, it was the final season was 24 episodes and, Show like uh, the very popular Bridgerton, the finale season, the final season was, was eight episodes. They're not working as long, the writers. And there's a lot more to it than just writers. Um, I mean, most people in Hollywood um, earn a regular wage. 
that, that like we all that like we all make in our day to day jobs. And uh, yesterday, the writers got some support from the actors, so now the actors are walking out. Uh, they felt probably that um, the Screen Actors Guild or the uh, Writers Guild wasn't getting as much attention, and this was starting to drag on. Uh, let's, uh, frankly, add a little bit more muscle behind it by walking out. And people often ask, what exactly is behind it? What's the problem? Is it just a bunch of rich people wanting more money? No, not at all. Um, the writers and the actors are worried about the usage of artificial intelligence taking over their jobs. And this is very real. And this, uh, like this has started to take over the radio industry now, but the radio industry, uh, doesn't like have any pesky unions to slow them down. And of all the industries that is looking to save money, you would have to turn to the one that's dying the quickest death radio. Uh, so radio is starting to uh, use AI to present. So the day of the person who actually talks on a show is is going away. Um, quick, quickly, this is happening. And it's also starting to take over Hollywood, or at least they want it to. And I have specific examples. Justine Bateman was on the show uh, Family Ties, I think, way back when. And uh, she is a uh, director, writer, producer, and an actor. And an actor. Um, and she wrote an article for Newsweek about what exactly is going on with artificial intelligence. I'll get to that in a second. Uh, there's a uh, excellent article in today's Washington Post about uh, what this strike is all about. And it, it's going to fuck everything up. I mean, there are tens of thousands of people that work in that industry. And so that it has a big impact. This is as bad as like a fucking automobile uh, manufacturer strike. It's, it's horrible. Um, and I didn't know this, but Fran Drescher is in charge of the uh, Screen Actors Guild AFTRA organization. Uh, she spoke about this exact thing. Audio check, video check. Here she is. What happens? Remember her, the nanny? Is important because what's happening to us is happening across all fields of labor by means of when employers make Wall Street and greed their priority and they forget about the essential contributors that make the machine run. I went in in earnest thinking that we would be able to avert a strike. The gravity of this move. I hope she does a little bit in character where she goes, It's not lost on me or our negotiating committee or our board members who have voted unanimously to proceed with a strike. It's a very serious thing that impacts thousands, if not millions of people all across this country and around the world. 
not only members of this union, but people who work in other industries that service the people that work in this industry. I am shocked by the way the people that we have been in business with are treating us. I cannot believe it, quite frankly, how far apart we are on so many things, how they plead poverty, that they're losing money left and right when giving hundreds of millions of dollars oh. to their CEOs. It is disgusting. Shame on them. They stand on the wrong side of history at this very moment. The entire business model has been changed by streaming, digital, AI. This is a moment of history that is a moment of truth. If we don't stand tall right now, we are all going to be in trouble. We are all going to be in jeopardy of being replaced by machines. We are fortunate enough to be in a country right now that happens to be labor-friendly. And yet, we were facing opposition that was so labor-unfriendly, so tone-deaf to what we are saying. You cannot change the business model as much as it has changed and not expect the contract to change too. We're not going to keep doing incremental changes on a contract that no longer honors what is happening right now with this business model that was foisted upon us. What are we doing? Moving around furniture on the Titanic? It's supposed to be deck chairs there, Fran. It's crazy. So the jig is up, AMPTP. We stand tall. You have to wake up and smell the coffee. We are labor and we stand tall and we demand respect and to be honored for our contribution. You share the wealth because you cannot exist without us. Okay. Uh, she, when I was younger, she, my dad. Uh, did a great job. I don't know if everyone is aware, and I'll get to it. This is extremely interesting. I don't know. By the way, Savage Sack Lunch says, Googling the word the word foist. Yeah, I think she fucked that. I think she wanted to say thrust. Um, I, uh, this article by Justine Bateman. It describes in specific detail as to what is happening with artificial intelligence. And and I'll get to that. I've got plenty of time to discuss this. But, um, okay. So, this is what's going on. It's all about money. The people who make entertainment are like, we have found ways to earn more money and pay less. Uh, pay issues largely dovetail, this is for the writers, with concerns over streaming and the use of what's known as mini-rooms. But the uh, WGA's Writers Guild of America's demands also seek to boost protections and compensation for writers who are increasingly hired on shorter seasons with pay stretched out over a longer period of time. The Guild wants to see industry rates known as MBAs apply to writers who work on comedy variety programs made for new media and restrict the use of excerpts 
which writers don't get paid for. All right, so there's that. Ashley says, is it a is the jig up or the gig up? I feel like this is a moment where I've been saying something like a moron my whole life. Also Googling. I always thought it was the the I, I think I've said both. The jig and gig. Also, she said coffee. For actors, a combination of outdated uh terms and a rapidly changing media landscape means shorter season orders and longer hiatuses between seasons. All of that makes it uh, increasingly difficult for SAG members to achieve and maintain a middle-class lifestyle working as a performer. Not everybody's rich in, uh, in acting circles. According to SAG after his website, there are also concerns about how to fairly compensate actors for the use of their likenesses created by AI. Limiting the use of AI. The use of AI has rankled both writers and actors who see unchecked use of technology as an existential threat. And you're like, how? What exactly is going on with AI? Writers the same way. They want to limit the use of AI to preserve the number of opportunities for writers and to ensure AI can't be used to create uncompensated content off of a writer's original work. And then the article in the Washington Post said filmmaker Justine Bateman previewed the scenario in a recent op-ed. And I looked at that. This is fucking weird. Uh, her article says, what does it mean to be human? You look human, you act human, you learn lessons, you have challenges, you feel emotions, and yet in 2023, we've shrunk decidedly away from being human. Stand by. The mic was sounding weird. Uh, okay. AI stands for artificial intelligence. But I refer to it as automatic imitation. AI is an algorithm that is fed a wealth of info and given a task, and it then delivers the result based on the information that's been fed. It's taking over our work, she says. Uh, It starts with AI written scripts and digitally scanned actors, either image or voice actors. The scanning is already in practice. In fact, some talent agencies are actively recruiting their clients to be scanned. What this would mean for the actor is they would get 75 cents on the dollar and their digital image can be triple and quadruple booked. Of course, you're not getting the actor. You're getting a copy of them. She writes, the next step will be films customized for a viewer based on their viewing history. Now, this actually sounds kind of cool, which has been collected for many years. Actors will have the option to have their image bought out to be used in anything at all. Viewers will be able to order, quote, order up films, for example. You could put into the program, I want a film about a panda and a unicorn that saved the world in a rocket ship. And oh, by the way, put Bill Murray in it. And then voila, it shows up. She writes, from there, I believe viewers will be given the ability to be digitally scanned themselves 
and they would pay extra to have themselves inserted in these custom films. You'll start to see licensing deals made with studios so that viewers can order up older films like Star Wars and put their face on Luke Skywalker's body and their ex-wife's face on Darth Vader's body and so on. You can also expect to see the training of AI programs on older hit TV series in order to create new seasons. Family Ties, for example, the show she was on, has 167 episodes comprising seven seasons. An AI program could easily be trained on this to create an eighth season. All to say, AI has to be addressed now or never. She says, I believe this is the last time any labor action will be effective in our business. If we don't make strong rules now, they simply won't notice if we strike in three years because at that point they won't need us. Now, I I, I bring this up because uh, this is happening now in radio too. I mean, actually happening. Like there's some chick out West. I, I talked about it on the show who the radio station, and see most radio people are super dumb. And so the radio station said, we want to use your AI voice and we want to use you still at the radio station. We're going to pay you what you've been being paid, but we're going to use your AI voice and put the AI voice on the air. And then you can do the uh, remote at the shoe hut and uh, you can do production or whatever. Two of you now. And she's like, Oh, okay. What a big break. Oh my God. I love this. This is awesome. And then they go, yeah, cool. And uh, for your likeness on the radio, you have to sign this thing that gives us a, uh, your your likeness in perpetuity forever and ever, and we'll give you a crisp $100 bill as a bonus. And she's oh, my God, is this, there's two of me. I'm so happy. God, this is so cool. Wow, I'm a superstar. Yeah, you are. And then a week later, they go, oh, God, there's a big budget cut. We're going to keep AIU for a crisp second $100 bill, and you're fired. Oh, no. Well, okay, I'll just take what I can get because I'm a dumb radio idiot. And then that's it. She's never to be heard from again. Probably dead. That's happening right now. That has happened. Um. Bateman says, um, I believe this is the last time any labor action will be effective in our business. If we don't make strong rules now, I said that. The future I'm describing rings true for many, though some have told me that they don't believe that viewers want to see AI-generated images or see themselves in AI films or watch regurgitations of past films. She says, I believe they are wrong. Viewers have already been, have been conditioned for AI film because we have gotten away from being fully human. I don't agree with that. I don't think... I don't think that um, there's any way I, you know, uh, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe she's right, but I, I think she's kind of buying into the hype of it. I, I don't think the consumer would stand for that. You know, that doesn't mean necessarily that the studios will still use real people, but eventually something's going to give. And I think the the studios will then become an even more will be in even more financial trouble because the consumer won't stand for it. We'll make a uh, free market solution is what we'll do. Wow, that is that is fucking something. Um, she writes as far as seeing 
themselves in AI films. I believe society is well conditioned for that as well. For the past 10 years, social media apps like Instagram and TikTok have opened wide the narcissism and self-obsession usually dormant in humans. The vast majority of what's posted on social media is an almost frantic stream of selfies and vlogs all posted in the name of building your brand. Seeing yourself in custom-made films would easily fit into this model. That would be fun. I think it's a fun thing to think about. I, 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 I don't think that people will avoid that. They would do it because it's silly. Frankly, when I'm laying in bed and I'm watching uh, a video of whatever, somebody do something, um, it's entertaining. It's good. It, it, uh, I, I, when I'm laying in bed for 15 minutes and want to go nighty night, I don't want to get into anything like a movie. There's a time and a place for a film. Don't overstate that, uh, the stupid guy who's, uh, uh, putting uh, a new horseshoe on a horse that I like to watch is going to replace the next mission impossible movie or, uh, the next Christopher Nolan movie, whatever. She adds, we've also been primed in another way for the AI takeover of art, endless reboots, remakes, sequels, next chapters, and prequels have replaced new stories. We're basically, we've basically been doing AI by hand, pulling in all the old stuff and spitting out an amalgamation of that past work. So, yes, I think it's going to affect things to the end that she says, I can't go that far. I think that Hollywood will do what they can to try to cut corners because ultimately this is their business. That's going to go under. They would love the opportunity to make more money. Like if Joe Schmo, uh, has a landscaping company. All right. And, um, he has the opportunity to replace all of his employees with robots. And there's a cost effective way of doing it, or he can hit a button and the machines just run themselves which probably is already in play. Um, And all he has to do is make one initial investment, but ultimately the math works out that in due time, he'll be in the black and then fucking making tons of cash because he doesn't have to pay for anybody. Well, you know, full fucking well, you do that too. Now, if the guy doing the lawn ends up doing a shitty job or uh, he gets too greedy and makes it not worth it for the consumer... You know, there's a, there's a balance here and it is powered by greed. I get that, but I don't know if we can, uh, if I can get behind the entire view of Justine Bateman, I think that, uh, eventually this will work itself out, but this doomsday scenario, uh, yes and no to some degree, perhaps, but not to the level that Fran Drescher, in my opinion, is worried about, or that Justine Bateman is worried about. I think this is going to be a good old-fashioned knockdown, drag-out unions versus the man fight, which will ultimately be solved after a period of time. They don't have the horses yet, in my opinion, to actually fool the public. And the the public is the one who drives this, you know? Uh, I don't think that people will uh, support any AI-created content. I mean, can you imagine if... I mean, here I am doing my fucking show. And if AI was just an AI version of me, wouldn't be nearly as interesting. It'd be funny for like five seconds. Like I've been sending you guys off to that uh, Biden-Trump 2024 
uh, site where it's AI Biden taking on AI Trump. And it basically, the AI basically responds to the chat. All right. Now I respond to the chat too, but it's much better than AI Trump and AI Biden. But it's hilarious because like I raided that channel the other day and it refers to me as Eric Zane live. Eric Zane live is here and it's a Trump voice telling me to go fuck myself. And it's funny, but I also have my own Trump to laugh at too. I love the site. It's entertaining for a few minutes and then I'm bored of it. And that's how I think is, is how I think AI is. It's, cute it's a novelty but at the end of the day no one's going to beat tom hanks acting no a a robot version of tom hanks is not going to beat tom hanks okay that's silly to even consider in my opinion kyle says has ai fat donald trump ever said eat 600 no Uh, Kenny says the Twitch thing is funny, but it gets old. The Biden Trump. Yeah, it's, it's a novelty. A few minutes. Uh, Tyler says AI Eric would be boring because there would be no breaking down body that we would hear stories about. No more cracking bones. No more code Brown stories. Corey writes for now, which I'm not sure what he's referring to. I like that. Look at Corey. Uh, I'm I'm looking back on previous uh, minutes of the chat, and uh, yeah, a uh-huh. little bit more, a little less chatty now, aren't you, fuckstick? Corey writes, AI is going to continue to get better and better. Right now, it's the worst it's ever going to be. Okay, let's just say you're right. If I have to hear two compelling arguments, let's say Eric Zane and AI Eric Zane have the same ability to discern, talk about interesting shit, say outrageous stuff, tell you to fuck off, all of those things. You knowing that AI is not powered by a human flesh and bone body slash brain should be enough to make you always defer to the real thing. Okay. It's like if Corey had the opportunity to fuck a pocket pussy or a real pussy, both feel awesome. Corey is not going to choose the, well, Corey might is not going to choose the pocket pussy. He's going to choose the real pussy 10 out of 10 times because he's realizing he's fucking a robot. It's a perfect, Kenny says, oh my God, what a comparison. It's a perfect comparison. A perfect pocket pussy. Okay, even one of those real dolls that looks like a chick that you pay $100,000 for. You would never do that. You would always take a real flesh and blood woman. 
Amanda says, yeah, but the pocket pussy doesn't talk back. Yeah, you're stupid, though. You see, we, we you, you got to have that give and take between your sex partner. You, 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 I want to watch an actual orgasm take place, God, hope, God willing, fingers crossed, on the woman. A robot doesn't do that. A defective, retarded, defunct, deficient soul like you would like that because you're ruined inside. Ryan says, I agree. If an AI big fraud Zane was talking about children in the future, when they're growing up eating vagina, it becomes a lot less captivating. It just becomes fat, uh, sad, fad. Kenny says, God, Eric, you're so right. Now I'm depressed. Why? You're always pulling tail. Every time I turn around, Kenny's got a new chick. What's there to be sad about? You have the ability to score tons of fresh poon. How many times have we turned around and Kenny has talked about the next Mrs. Kenny? The guy spits the game all the fucking all over the place. Now, I mean, maintaining that is a different story. It's a, that's a, it's a work in progress, to be sure. This would be much easier if the gruesome twosome would just get together and fuck like uh, we've been talking about for years. Kenny and a man. I mean, these two are a match made in heaven. I mean, not only would they be satisfied sexually, but it'd be like celebrity deathmatch. One of them, I mean, it would be like they'd be two fucking titans, kaijus fighting in the streets of fucking Tokyo. All right. That is the end of my official background story and opinion on the Hollywood SAG and Writers Guild strike. One more thing to note. All the actors that are in the uh, film Oppenheimer, which looks great, includes Matt Damon and the guy who played the bad dude in Batman, uh, went to the screening. They were all dressed in black. They walked into the theater. Before the film started, they said, fuck you. And walked out. They didn't say fuck you, but they walked out. They said, uh, that's it. We're on strike. We're going to hold picket signs. Um, so we shall see. The show is getting a little long in the tooth. So I'm going to finish up by reminding you that if you've ever wanted to uh, advertise on the podcast, Uh, Reach out to me and I'll tell you how it works. I might, after the uh, recent um, dumping of the show by Baldwin Ace Hardware, that's something that eventually I might have to start adding actual paperwork to the sponsors. Contracts. After that catastrophe. Everything's a handshake deal up to this point. 
But after that nightmare, I'm considering going in a different direction. We shall see. By the way, I just had a thought. I had asked you all to send me a uh, screenshot of uh, Kristen Megan Kelly's husband's thirst trap. I didn't get it. I got a YouTube video, but not the actual picture. She might have taken it down. She posted a picture of her 93-pound uh, rip-to-the-max twink hairless uh, HVAC air conditioning tuner upper guy and said he should be the health director because he's got an eight-pack abs. Okay. I haven't yet gotten that. Someone sent it to me. I lost it. If you happen to see it, send it so that I can make fun of it. All right. Back to where I was. Uh, if you want to advertise on the show, send me an email, eric at ericsaintshow.com. Thank you to national sponsor Van Dyke Mortgage, the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. Um, if you need a home, you got to get the mortgage first. Reach out to Mario, 231-332-6505. He will get you all set. Whether you're a first-time home buyer or a 10th-time home buyer, reach out to Mario. Anywhere in the U.S., he will roll out the red carpet for you at the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. 15-year, 30-year refi to get money out of your home to pay for a high-interest credit card bill. He do, uh, does it all for you. And with specialized service, especially for the Eric Zancho podcast listener, 231-332-6505. Once you get into that house, you might want to redo the flooring, you know, kind of like uh, a fixer-upper. When you need flooring, head to my local sponsor, Johnson Carpet One Discount Outlet. The lowest price for flooring anywhere in the great state of Michigan. Okay. Uh, full disclosure. On my audio podcast, like if you listen to the audio podcast, there's a couple of ads that play from people who buy my show. And it's quite literally, um, they're looking at a website and they pick which shows they want to advertise on. And when they click on mine, their ads show up automatically. There's a couple in the beginning. Some, I have my voice on them that I've actually said I will endorse those like um, hello fresh or something like that. And um, those ones that are not my voice though, I haven't said it's okay to advertise. I mean, I haven't said I, that I'm endorsing them. They basically just show up and then I get money. We split the money 50, 50. <laughs> There's another flooring company that showed up on, on a show recently. Uh, don't go to that one. Okay. I didn't do that. Tell those guys to fuck off. You want to go to Johnson carpet one discount outlet, the lowest price for flooring anywhere in the state. Go there, arrive in a vehicle that you can take flooring home. Okay. Uh, tell them the size room and they're going to do some math and tell you what you need, whether it's uh, carpeting, all different types of carpeting, vinyl plank, tile, ceramic, Wood, hardwood, you they got it all. And when, excuse me, you mention my name, you get 10% off. There you go. Johnson Carpet One Discount Outlet. 
Uh, thank you to Blue Frost IT, the managed IT service provider for the Eric Zane Show podcast. Now, they are in business for your business. I think somebody else stole that tagline. If um, your tech needs to be upgraded, if you just go and start buying shit off the shelf, that's a problem. You need to sit down for a 30-minute complimentary complimentary consultation with Blue Frost IT. They'll tell you what you need, how it works, help you make your purchase, help you set it up, and then they want to become the managed IT service provider for your business. So now you have an entire tech team at your fingertips. All the details, bluefrostit.com or 616-285-50. Finally, racing this weekend at Berlin. Get your tickets tonight and tomorrow. The Super Modifieds are there. I'll be there tomorrow. Buy some tickets and come sit with me. BerlinRaceway.com. They're $17 when you buy them online. They're 20 at the gate. 15 and under free. Parking free. Bring a cooler with your snacks. No beer. I'm sorry. No booze. No glass. And last but not least, we already talked about Rick from TC Paintball. Book an event at TC Paintball. What an attraction in West Michigan. All right. Uh, Nick wrote, I found a picture of uh, Nate, the uh, Twink HVAC guy. That's not the picture I was looking for, though. Thank you. Um, But Nick describes him as a guy who looks like he'd steal your AC for copper. I'm thinking that um, Mom Squad leader KMK... Uh, she, uh, she's part of that terror organization. I don't know. Uh, moms for the Liberty bell or some shit. Uh, she might've deleted it because it was so embarrassing. All right. Uh, your asshole of the day happens now. Yesterday it was the Hudsonville school board for banning the book jarhead. If you have any suggestions as to who it should be today, please send them along. Guess what I'm looking for right now? Ah! My dry erase marker. Shit everywhere in here. It's so embarrassing. Ryan says, asshole today, Corey, for subscribing after so much bitching. No. Uh, Ryan says, I still think you need to nab dumpster divers for the big fraud dumpster divers studios. That's a great idea. Corey refers to me as a waste of a prime. Thank you. Hey, uh, Joe Martinez says, I'm not signing a contract with you. Oh, no, I wouldn't make you. I would only make new business sign a contract. Kenny says it looks like that dumb slut took the picture down. Uh, Okay, let's go over what we've talked about. Maybe that will help. Ottawa County fascists, faster horses. My knee is healing. Huge show today. My knee cracked. Who are these Justins next week? Hollywood on strike. Uh, Boy, vampire facials. Rick from TC Paintball. All right, well, we got to do something. This is lame. Uh, It's Hollywood. There you go. That's your asshole of the day. 
Brought to you by TC Paintball. Thanks, folks. I appreciate you've been supporting me all this week. Uh, support me on Patreon. Ad free listener supported Patreon. If you want to listen to Who Are These Free Beers, comma Who Are These Zanes, the Ben and Eric Patreon podcast, the Lost Zane Recordings, the Insane Asylum, Smarter Than a Former Drug Dealer Trivia, and uh, something else is in there. Fuck, I don't even know. Oh, the Daily Patreon Bonus Podcast, Monday through Friday, uh, which I will start that a uh, little bit later on today. After I get some coffee and have a snack. Okay, that's it. You guys are awesome. You are the best. I appreciate you. Nomination for my need to be asshole of the day. I don't know. My knee's getting better. If I don't catch you on Patreon, I'm on the radio today with Bill Simonson from 3 to 6. We will have uh, Jeff Risden in and Brian Lashoff. Did you know using your browser in incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? Take back your privacy with IPVanish VPN. Just one tap and all your data, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be instantly protected. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online. Use IPVanish on all your devices, anytime you go online at home and especially on public Wi-Fi. Get IPVanish now for 70% off a yearly plan with this exclusive offer at IPVanish.com audio.